Mueller and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest, but what you should know by now you want to chime in anytime over the next two hours, you can find us on the .com. I'm talking the Twitter.com, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. We're standing by. Momentarily, we will have Arthur Motes. He, listen, he's a, he's a wanted man. He's a popular guy doing some television early this morning, breaking down Stellar's brands. The big 38-7 to win at Heinz Field. So Arthur Motes will cut him some slack. He's a couple minutes. I don't even know if late's the right term here because I don't want to call him late because he's still working. But uh, taking care of some television duties, uh, Motsi should be by here momentarily, any moment. So here's what we'll do here. Uh, normally, you know, we, we bring you some sound throughout the show. Obviously, we want to hear a little bit from Minka Fitzpatrick today. Uh, we usually hear from Mike Tomlin as well the day after games. So let's knock some of that audio out now, and then by the time Motsi walks in here, we can uh, commence Victory Monday. Sound like a plan? Sound like a deal? All right, let's hear from the bench boss, of course, at first. Mike Tomlin here. <laughs> Undefeated, never lost to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I, I, I love it. Uh, just so much good yesterday from a coaching standpoint. Obviously, on the field as well, too. And we're going to get into all of that. We'll hear from Professor Motes. Uh, we'll go into the classroom at 1 o'clock today as well. But Mike Tomlin, uh, I thought Keith Butler, Randy Feekner, just and everybody else on that coaching staff from top to bottom, a great game plan yesterday, and the players executed it perfectly. Uh, here's what the bench boss, here's what the man, Mike Tomlin, had to say. Again, undefeated, never lost at home at Heinz Field to the Cleveland Browns. Here's Mike Tomlin after yesterday's victory. Really excited for our group, man. That was varsity ball today. Uh, they stepped up and stepped up big, really kind of all across the board and, and met a challenge versus a very good and a team that was very hot. Um, appreciative of their efforts. Uh, it's not without consequence. Uh, Devin Bush appears to have a significant knee injury. He's being evaluated. Uh, Pouncey went down with a foot. Um, he was able to get through the majority of the game with it, but we pulled him at the end. Uh, as you guys saw him come off and, Mike Hilton's got a shoulder that needs to be evaluated. But can't say enough about the efforts of our guys. Um, part of being good in this league is identifying problems and eliminating them, hopefully before they happen. But once they happen, you got to eliminate them quickly. Uh, we acknowledge that third down was an issue for us last week defensively. I thought they answered that challenge well and emphatically today. Uh, it was necessary to slow down a, a dangerous uh, Browns attack, one that had been ringing up a bunch of points uh, per game. Uh, just can't say enough about the efforts, though, all the way around in all three phases of the game. Uh, appreciative. And now uh, we transition our attention toward the battle that awaits us in Tennessee. Questions? Mike Pursuta. Mike, dramatic change in third down success uh, at, at first blush. What caused that turnaround? We had a better plan. It starts with us as coaches, and then the guys perform better, uh, and they finished it off. But we both were JV last week, players and coaches, and uh, we got better this week. Jerry Dulac. 
uh, Mike, as you mentioned, it was kind of all three phases, not just third down, but you stopped them three times on fourth down. You slowed that top rushing attack and held them to seven. How do you, how, I mean, as complete a defensive performance as you've had? You know, we did what we needed to do the day. I, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't painted with a broad brush yet or compared it to other performances. This is a group that thrived on running the football, man, to the tune of 188 yards per game. Uh, we didn't wait to the end of the week to acknowledge that we couldn't allow that to happen. And so the day is really uh, kind of born out of our commitment to minimizing that element of play, and it came together for us. Joe Rudder. Yeah, Mike, what does Minka's uh, early interception return do for the team to get you the 10-point lead there? I don't know what it does for us. I think it sent a message to them um, that, you know, third down wasn't going to be easy sledding uh, today. And um, we needed it, uh, obviously. But Minka's, a, Minka's an A player. He plays A. Um, it was a significant play. Um, you know, he, he's capable of delivering those type of plays, and we'll just keep snapping the ball, and we'll keep watching him do it. That's the type of player that he is. Mark Camulli. Mike, that opening drive, you only had a field goal, but it seemed like you wanted to establish your physicality. Was that the case, and uh, did you did you like what you see there? You know, we were just interested in moving it. Um, you know, we want to have balance. We want to run it. We want to throw it. Um, physicality is an element of play, regardless of what we're doing, running or throwing. Uh, more than anything, we want to move the ball down the field and score. Brooke Pryor. Mike, you guys were 4-0 entering this game, but a win hadn't come against an opponent with a winning record. What kind of statement do you guys make today beating this Browns team? We're not in the statements. We'll let you guys make the statements. We're just going to line up and play against those that we're scheduled to play against, and they were next, and I'm glad we are able to get the job done. But, you know, we got a significant challenge in the form of the Tennessee Titans coming up this week. And so that's life in this game, man. We're appreciative, and more importantly, um, we're really excited, man. You can't take anything for granted in this environment. Um, we appreciate all the sacrifice that everybody's making in an effort to keep this ball rolling, man, and it just needs to continue. Stay junk of athlete. Mike, what did you see of Robert Spillane in this game when he came in, what he was able to do, and what can you say between him and what you liked about Ulysses Gilbert in training camp uh, that you might have if Devin's out for a while? You know, um, Spillane more than answered the bell, but we got a great deal of confidence in him. Uh, he's a capable guy. You know, guys that make plays in special teams, that's usually a precursor to them making plays on defense. And since we brought him up the middle of last year, he's been a consistent performer for us. So I don't think any of us are surprised with quality play from him. Um, if Devin is down a while again, uh, those will be called to, to step up. He'll be among them. Yuli Gilbert will be, will be among them. Marcus Allen will be among them. Uh, we'll, we'll put together a formula that will allow us to function uh, in the interim, believe it. Jeff Hathorn. Mike, what led to the improved run game today? And could you speak to the game from James Conner? You know, I don't know if it, it was improved. You know, we, we've, we've run it when we wanted to run it essentially all year. We desire to have balance and, you know, that's, that's how we get down. Alan Saunders. Hey Mike, what do you think went into your success in stopping the run and how much was getting out to an early lead a big part of taking that away from them? You know, our bigs, um, this game was going to be defined by the bigs. Um, our bigs' ability to stop the run, our bigs' ability to protect Ben uh, and win the line of scrimmage for us in the run game. And, you know, we, we talked openly about it all week. The um, synopsis of, of this game in a nutshell is our bigs, our big people on both sides of the ball, uh, really answered the challenge and played a football. Final one from a D. Kinkaball, go ahead. 
Coach Tomlin, I know you like to always say the standard is the standard and you expect championships here. But when you see a guy like Eric Ebron skipping off the field, showing five fingers, showing so much joy, does that do anything for you? You know, I'm appreciative of what we were able to get done today. Um, I know that Eric appreciates this environment and he's new to this environment and we appreciate his enthusiasm and, and the hard work he's displaying to fit in. Minka, Mike Tomlin said you guys had a better plan on uh, defending third downs. Uh, can you shed a little light on that? What changed between the Philly game and this game? Oh, I mean, we just changed up a couple of this, this, uh, schematics. Uh, decided to play a little, little tighter, um, a little bit more man-to-man, making throw out of the pocket. And, uh, you know, I think we just did execute it better. You know, I don't really believe we changed a whole lot. We just executed better. We practiced uh, third and medium, third and long, a whole lot more. Uh, this, this week in practice, because, you know, we played very poorly last week uh, on third down. Um, so we really wanted to uh, just emphasize that throughout the week. That's what we did, and I think we executed very well this week on third down. Jerry Dulac, Post-Gazette. Hey, Minka, how much did uh, your pick just kind of energize every, everybody and it looked like you had your eyes on that the entire time? Yeah, I think was, uh, we needed to set the tone on defense, whether it was a, a sack or three and out, whatever it may be. Um, but we just needed to set the tone. And I think that, you know, pick six on the, the first, first uh, drive of the game is definitely the way, the way to do it. Dale Lawley, I'm going to try you again. DK. Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you now. Okay. Minka, was that the, the was that play that you intercepted? Was that something you had seen on tape at all? Um, yeah, uh, it was this a uh, uh, robber a robber concept. I was just reading the quarterback, and uh, you know, I was just reading Baker's eyes, and he was looking that way, I leaned that way, threw the ball, and got it. All right, last one for this Zoom is going to be Tim Ben's trip. Minka, also wondering about the rush defense too. They had such a highly ranked rushing offense coming into this game. I know you guys did a lot on third and long, as you said, but the rush defense looked like it did a very nice job today, too. Yeah, the, the front seven did a, did a great job. You know, they always do a great job against the run, but this week was really important. You know, they're averaging 200 yards a game, uh, and that's what their their offense was was uh, based off. Of, you know, a third, a, a third down, they're basing on being, being on schedule, third and short, third and one, twos, and that's running the ball again. But you know, our defense, uh, Bud, TJ, Cam, all those guys, they did a great job. Like, like they normally do, and uh, just shut them down, put them in third and long, uncomfortable situations, and um, you know, put us in great position on third down. Bud, you know, Minka made a name for himself last year when he joined you guys, making flash plays. Um, he hadn't had any the first four weeks. Um, do you still, was he still playing well, and it's good to see him kind of get rewarded that way to, to get it, or is that is the dude to make an impact? Yeah, so uh, you got to think about it. Minka's all pro level type guy. Uh, he gets, uh, schemed upon, you know what I'm saying? So our uh, teams peek at he, what position he's in, where he's at on the field, and they try to and they try to go the opposite way, and they try to do things to uh, to, to, to take advantage of places that he's not at. And so you know, you know just making plays or the, the impact plays on them. When you make so many splash plays, people are gonna be able to uh, you know control that. And so that's what they've been doing the whole time. Today he just got finally got his hand on the ball. Last question, Brian Backo. Uh, Bud, you guys lost Devin late in the first half. I don't think he'd left the field for you at all this season. How big of a loss was that for the defense? And on the flip side, how good of a job did Spillane do filling in and communicating? Devin is a great player. Uh, 
know, high ever guy. You know, he's a, one of the most athletic guys on the team, one of the fastest guys on the team. So anytime you lose somebody like that, man, you know, it's a big blow. But Spillane came in and uh, he did well. He communicated well. You know, with our prayers up for Devin as he goes through his recovery. Cam, how impressive has what this team has been able to do throughout these first five weeks here, Ben, especially today where Coach Tomlin, you know, called this kind of like a varsity ball game where you guys were really complete in all of your phases? Um, it was a good one, uh, but I'm going to leave it at that. You know, I think uh, there were a lot of things we can still improve. Um, you know, I think we had 48 yards rushing uh, given up, but then um, we kind of – kind of gave away some yards at the end. Um, we, uh, I didn't finish the sack. Uh, that's going to make me go crazy in the basement tonight. But uh, there are things we can still improve at. Um, the good thing is we're 5-0, I think, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, this is something we have to continue to improve on. Um, you know, we're not going to rest on, you know, just being 5-0. Um, you know, we got to continue to get better and keep working. How are you able to look so comfortable out there? Um, my routine coming into every game is to make it as much like practice as possible. Um, so I'm not in my head as much. I'm trying to just go revert back to that practice stage. You know, I, I went 100 percent at practice and going 100 percent in the game is just uh, the nature of it now. So I just try to make it as as normal as possible so I don't get in my head. Matt, uh, how much motivation was there, um, you know, facing Miles Garrett today, not just uh, talking about what happened last year, but just the fact that he's been one of the best players in the NFL this year so far? Yeah, I mean, you, you got to show respect for him and, uh, you know, you, know, you got to know when he's on the field. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we knew what kind of guy he is and, and uh, what kind of player. So, I mean, we just got to had to keep an eye on him and, and uh, do what we had to do. Mark Caboli. Hey, man, I think you guys ran a lot of power runs early in that first drive. Were you just trying to set a tone there and show the physicality that you're going to bring today? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, just set the tone early, like you said, and, um, you know, just kind of keep the, the momentum going on our side. Dave, how would you uh, overall just grade your uh, offensive line, especially uh, between the tackles today, where it just seemed like uh, you got a really good push, especially against an interior defender like uh, Larry Ogunjobi? Yeah, the Browns had a great defense, um, you know, but everything starts up front with the line. You know, our our, our line, our tight ends, they get things going. So, you know, any type of success that we have in the run game, it's all up to them. So um, we got some movement up front versus a very good D-line versus and a good defense. Uh, just play hard. That was Mike Tomlin, Minka Fitzpatrick, Bud Dupree, Cam Hayward, Kevin Dotson, Matt Filer, and James Conner. And now we are joined by Arthur Motes. What's up, cousin? What's good, man? You know I missed you, baby, but I'm glad I am here in the place to be on one of those special Mondays. You know what type of Monday I'm talking yeah, about. I was going to say, do we do that now? Do we wait till we come back? What? I never both? wait. You got to do both. Okay. You know what type of Monday it is. What type of Monday is it? Oh, uh, 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 excuse uh, me. Are they warmed up? You good to go? Excuse me, Mr. Johnny Jama. I mean, I've been Victory! speaking all morning. You good. I'm there ready. it is. There it is. There I'm it is. Ready. It's a special kind of Monday, Arthur Motes, because it's a Victory, Victory Monday here inside the Electric Factory. Not just any Victory Monday. 5-0 and oh for the first time since 1978 for only you the second time in franchise history. 
Uh, let's take our first break here, and we will uh, we will commence the discussions, the five and zero celebrations, the laughing at the Cleveland Browns, Bats. and the sad discussion around Devin Bush. We will do all mm. these things in the next hour and forty minutes, right here on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. So I don't know how we do this. I mean, I don't know. We kind of started the show already, but we didn't start the show. Do I need to re... I mean, do we do the whole intro thing again? I mean... I mean, like you did start it, so it's, I, I do feel like you're supposed to just kind of roll with it. It's really weird when I do the intro thing, and you know, I don't have the, I don't have the body in the background well, with well, the you drop. Know I, you know I, what I mean? Had, I had to do some some still. No, no, I know, you know and I saying? told believe me, I told okay, the people. Okay, okay, but I said don't don't let the people think no, I'm in no, here no, running said, late and nothing like that. I said man. Arthur Motes is doing important Steelers obligations. Yeah. I said he'll be here momentarily, right? And yeah. I said normally we bring you some sound and some audio throughout the show, anyways. So let's, you know, we'll do that, and then we'll commence Victory okay, Monday. Okay, we'll have the okay, rest okay. of the way to roll forward. I'm about so say, don't worry. I, I appreciate no, you I not throwing throw you under the bus. I'm about right. say, don't, don't have it out here. I told everybody you were still working. About, oh, he's tripping today. He, he over here on, no, on, I said, on vacation I said, I don't nah. even want to say Arthur Motes is late because he's working. Uh, I said that. Don't worry. Don't okay, worry. okay. I appreciate you. I got you, you back. I'm so not, you know what, man? I'm you in the back. You know what? Listen, I know you weren't Odell Beckham, okay? You weren't with your cleats off on the sideline with eight minutes Talking to the 5,000 that's in attendance. Taunting somebody while you're walking around in your socks on the sideline. Don't worry. You're, you're good. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that, I looked over to wifey. I said, Bay, I don't think I've ever been that comfortable in an NFL game to just take my shoes off. I don't off. think you should ever no, 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 be no. that comfortable. With the whole quarter remaining, take my shoes. I said, man, I, I said, even in preseason, like, I might take my cleats off, but as soon as I take I'm putting my shoes right on. I'm not about to right. just be walking up and down the sideline, barefooted, gloves off. Like, man, I thought he was at home. I was waiting for him to go grab a cold one for a second, man. It was just crazy. It was. Yeah, he was... That's just that's just the Browns in a nutshell. It's, I mean, that's just perfect. Arthur Motes, uh, let's do this one time, okay? So if you want to chime in anytime over the next 90 minutes here, you know where to find us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 The body. And it's a victory Monday, baby. Victory! We're having some fun here inside the Electric Factory, 38-7 Arthur Motes. And I got to tell you, you know, 2020, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. All right? Um been hard on a lot of people economically health-wise a lot of people have lost their jobs their businesses their livelihoods uh we got your son g baby hanging out with us oh, here you today hello man in the building you know that a lot of kids uh your kids my sister that are still in you know grade school whether it be elementary school middle school high school they've had their lives thrown into flux this entire year it's been a crazy year it's been a lot of unprecedented times, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. I know. I was the first person to ever say I've that. I've actually heard people say try to word. steal that from you, too, now. I'm just throwing it out there. But I tell you what, Arthur Motes, for four hours yesterday, it felt like just another fall Sunday with the Stillers kicking the brand's booties. That was that was a lot of fun. I almost, again, like I said, it just, for a few hours on Sunday, I forgot about everything that was going on. And I was like, man, this just, now this is football. This is what we've come to know in the fall. The Steelers having their way at Heinz Field over those brands. I mean, when you think about how long it's been going on, too. <laughs> Shout out to Ben, man. I think his record now is what eighteen two and one, something like that. <sighs> Mike Insane. Tomlin's never lost at home to the Browns. Insane, but man, that just goes to show you once again that 
This is a team that prepares the way they're supposed to prepare, and they're constantly adapting. They're not a team that says, well, you know what? We got away with this last week. We could get away with it this week. I was very impressed with the performance from the Steelers, not necessarily because of the score. I mean, obviously the blowout was beautiful, but for me it was more so the details of everything that transpired in the blowout hmm. in terms of how – the week prior versus the Philadelphia Eagles, they were carved up on third downs. Um, at one point, I think Carson Wentz had completed 10, 10 in a row. Yeah. Then you look at them uh, this past game, and they were, what, 1 of 12 on third mm-hmm. downs? But then we, when I saw – over 3 on fourth right, downs, but, too. But then when I saw the things that they changed on their possession downs – because remember last week we talked about, man, they're playing a lot of off-man. They're not really disrupting these routes and things like that. And if you're going to play that exclusively – you can't allow these receivers, NFL right. receivers, to have free releases. Right. They did an excellent job adjusting that part of their game. They did a good job correcting those mistakes across the board. And also from a coaching standpoint, from a play call standpoint, they put them in better situations on third down. They mm-hmm. didn't play exclusively man-to-man. And we're going to get into that a little bit more when we do Professor Most Mondays. But I was yes, really sir. impressed with their adjustments and how they were able to, to ultimately correct what had been on film and ultimately put new stuff out there that looked even better. And then you kind of got a a glimpse of how good this team could be because, trust me, that Browns team, without a doubt, did the game get out of hand? Yes. And rightfully so, they should have took Baker out because he was getting banged up. It wasn't like in the past games where we've seen teams come back in the fourth quarter, the the Cowboys-Browns game, 41-14, they come back. It was never even that type of scenario. Even when the Browns scored right before halftime and they yeah. were getting the ball back, it, it I don't never think felt too like many that. people were worried. Yeah, it never felt like that. And they just couldn't protect Baker enough. Yeah. I mean, some of the shots he was taking, the one There's before no halftime with Bud and Cam. Move the ball on that yeah. defense consistently you, you, enough to get back in that game. As, as bad of a look as that was, to me, it reminded me, and honestly, I mean, I, not like I lived in this era or nothing like that, but you think about back during, uh, yeah. well, not even different eras, but just honestly, when you think about people going to war and stuff like that, where even though, okay, we're, we're losing this battle right here. Granted, we know the, the whole season is the war, but we're getting killed in this battle. We can either cut our losses and retreat and regroup, or we can sit here and for the sake of pride, just keep our guys out there hmm. and ultimately get destroyed. And for a second, I, I like thought that that's analogy. what was going to happen yeah. when they walked Baker back out there in the third. I'm like, man, don't let this pride mess up your whole season. Because for the Browns, let's be real, you lost to the Steelers and the Ravens. Those two are the top two teams in the AFC. What are we talking about? Like, if you're Cleveland, you still can feel good about the other teams that you've beaten. And when you look at your schedule, you're still going to be in contention, potentially, if you can stay healthy. Yeah, they so play the Bengals next week. Exactly. You beat so, the Bengals, you're 5-2. So it's no need to to allow your pride for the sake of a rivalry or for the sake of, well, I don't want Steeler fans to say this about me, to compromise the rest of your season. So I, I did like that element of it from them. But ultimately, man, I just thought that that was just a good performance start to finish, man. We saw each phase have an impact. We saw at at different times all the units working together in concert as well in terms of defense creates a turnover, short fill, offense punches it in, gets seven, not field goals. Mm -hmm. You saw, okay, offense goes on a long drive, all right, cool, defense forces three and out. Put that defense right back on the field. You saw, okay. That was the best, too. And that's the whole momentum thing that we talked about. Absolutely, man. When you're able to accomplish that, we we would always talk about that, man, in those meeting rooms with Coach Tomlin. Hey, guys, we got to work in concert. If offense provides us with, with, if the offense gives us a long drive, we got to get that defense right back out there. Mm -hmm. Three and out was mandatory. Mm -hmm. Hey, offense, if they get you, if the defense gets you the ball on a turnover on a short field, those have to be points. Special teams. 
No penalties. We can't allow holdings or blocking the backs because then it's a spot foul, <clears throat> and wherever it's at, that's where the yardage happens. So now you're starting drives within your own 20, within your own 10. You can't have those things. I thought in all three phases they executed extremely well, and I was very impressed by that. I did too. Uh, I think you nailed the – or hit the nail on the head there, I should say. I, I loved a lot of the stuff that we talked about, the possession downs coming into this week, and – not concern with the defense, right? But just wanting to see a little bit more, wanting to see some more splash, I think, particularly from the secondary. I mean, check and checkmate in those regards, right? It was fantastic by the defense. It was a complete 180 from what we saw against the Eagles. They were getting off the field on third down. They were three for three, the Steelers' defense was stopping short yardage fourth down situation for the Browns, right? It's not like the Browns were going for it on fourth and nine. Fourth and four, seven. Fourth and two, fourth, fourth and, and two, one. Fourth and one, and then I think yeah. maybe like a fourth, fourth and three. And three? Yeah. yeah, so all short yardage situations. I love that. You see Minka Fitzpatrick there with the, with the splash play. He needed it. And how about – how about the Billy Hillgrove call there? I mean, we're, we're gonna have to. We might have to play this coming out of break on the other side. Billy Hillgrove just with no mercy on the Minka Fitzpatrick call there, that, saying that people have been asking where Minka is. Well, Baker Mayfield just found him. It was it, it was a lot of reasons to smile. A lot of reasons to smile at Heinz Field. Unfortunately, Arthur Motes one thing, one big thing, uh, that is a cause for concern that prevents yesterday from being. Just the happiest of stories is, of course, the status of Devin Bush. Still awaiting official word from the Steelers organization. We've heard some very prominent people like the Adam Schefters of the world report. Shefty, uh, don't make no mistakes. <laughs> report, report that, and, and even someone like Aditi Kinkwabala of the NFL Network, who's very well connected here in Pittsburgh, both of those national names reporting that it is an ACL injury for Devin Bush to the left knee and that he is done for the year. We're still waiting official confirmation from the Steelers or official word from the Steelers before we completely run with that. But on the other side, we have to discuss what that means for the defense going forward potentially for the rest of the season without young number 55. We got a bunch of tweets rolling in at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. We will get to those as we roll along here. We'll have Professor Motes Monday. We'll have the Monday Minute. So a bunch more to go here. He is Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. Field shotgun snap, throws over the middle, intercepted. It is Minka Fitzpatrick. 25, 20, 15, 10, touchdown, Minka. People have been asking, where's Minka Fitzpatrick? Baker Mayfield just found out. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. I mean, just absolutely no mercy there from Billy Hillgrove. Yep, Baker Mayfield, he found Minka Fitzpatrick. And I tell you what, that was very early in the game. Plenty uh, still could have happened from there, but it just felt like it was going to be the Steelers' afternoon early on, and it was uh, 38-7 to over the Cleveland Browns. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers' Blitz. But unfortunately, <sighs> maybe even the biggest story you could argue from yesterday is, is not the impressive performance by the Steelers, by the defense, the well-rounded nature of the attack by the offense. Another big game for Chase Claypool, another 100-yard performance for James Conner. Uh, 
<laughs> a lot of great stuff. A lot of a uh, lot of sunshine. A lot of rainbows. But unfortunately, one pretty dark, ominous cloud hanging over yesterday's result, and that is, of course, the what Mike Tomlin called a significant injury to the knee of Devin Bush. Still waiting official confirmation from the team, but like we said before we went to break there, Adam Schefter, Aditi, King, Kwabala, uh, people very in the know in this business who very, very rarely get things wrong, reporting that Devin Bush uh, it is a torn ACL for him. Again, uh, we will not go rampant with the speculation in that regard here on this program until we hear official word from the team. But Arthur Motes... Looks like the Steelers at least are going to be without Devin Bush for the foreseeable future. And this is a big loss. He was a really important cog in the middle of this defense, and he was looking like he was just getting more and more comfortable, uh, really starting to scratch that surface more and more of, you know, just entering his prime and and, and becoming, you know, what he was, which was a a guy of incredible pedigree. Top 10 pick for the Steelers, traded up to get him. Uh, First top 10 pick on defense for the Steelers since 1987. And Rod Woodson, a fellow Big Ten guy there for Devin Bush. Uh, it's it's a massive loss for this defense. This defense is very talented all over the place, but this is still, this is you could argue, maybe the one guy they could afford to lose least. Yeah, without a doubt. And going into the season, we talked about from a depth standpoint, we said um, we felt, honestly, that outside linebacker and inside linebacker were probably the thinnest position groups on defense in terms of depth. We did feel a little bit more comfortable with outside because we said at least we had Jatha Alex Highsmith, third-round pick, and then obviously you had um, – um, I'm drawing a blank Ola on Danny. Ola, Ola Danny yeah. coming Who's back from, from the previous years. And, and then you even had like Tazara Skipper, who we yep. saw as a preseason darling the past couple of seasons and things like that. So that was kind of the thought process. But when you talk about Devin and his impact, I mean, we talked about how he emerged this year and was the uh, the green dot guy. Mm-hmm. Being the guy that's going to be on the field the, the majority of the time, going to make all the calls, the checks. He was He was doing really good in that department. We also talked about how he was drawing the challenging matchups from a coverage standpoint. And at times was doing really well at that. We knew from a, a run game standpoint he was excelling. Um, even prior to getting injured in his game, was leading the team in tackles during the game. Right. I mean, just extremely productive player. And you talk about the one guy that you really – I hate to say you can't, couldn't afford to lose, but he seemed like that guy, very reminiscent of 2017 Ryan Shazier-like mm-hmm. in terms of him going down and the ultimate impact. And how many people you're going to have to start shuffling around Regardless of what course of action they take, I know people have speculated about whether or not the Steelers would potentially look into free agency or potentially try to make a trade. Regardless of either of those scenarios or going with the players that you have in Robert Spillane, Ulysses Gilbert, and Marcus Allen, it's going to be an adjustment period. You're losing your quarterback of the defense. It's going to take time to get everybody back on page. Not saying that they still won't be productive and still potentially won't be winning these games, but it's going. To, they're going to have some growing pains during this transition. And either way they go with this thing, I can see it working out well. At the same time, realistically, you can see it backfire, whether they stick with the guys that they have mm-hmm. in terms of Spillane, in terms of Ulysses Gilbert, or if they, in the words of Coach Tomlin, go shopping. <laughs> Either way, you can see pros and cons to both scenarios because, let's be real, if the player is available right now on the open market via free agency, he's probably going to have some type of flaws, whether he's coming back from injury, whether he's an older player, or whether he's a young player who hasn't really produced to that level. Either way, he's not Devin Bush type. And then we know with Spillane and with uh, Gilbert and uh, and Marcus Allen, 
none of those guys are Devin Bush either in terms of what they can do from a run and pass game mm-hmm. standpoint. So, like I said, regardless of whatever they try to do, they're going to have to do a really, really good job in terms of compensating for that in other areas. But more importantly, if you're Coach Tomlin, and trust me, knowing him and being in the room with him numerous times when we've had key players go down, he's not about to go in here and have this long, deep conversation with Robert Spillane, Ulysses Gilbert, and uh, and Mark Salah. No, he's going to come in here. He's going to talk to Vince Williams. He's talking to Bud and TJ. He's talking to Tuitt. He's talking to Cam. He's talking to Minka. He's talking to Edmonds. He's talking to everybody else and letting them know, hey, I need a little it's bit on more. y'all. I yeah. need more from you guys. Yeah. It's a reason why y'all are paid the way y'all are paid. It's a reason why y'all are are, are are looked at the way y'all are looked at, not only in Pittsburgh, but from a league-wide standpoint. Mm-hmm. And the expectation still remains the same. But for you guys, you're going to have to hold a little bit more weight because we're not about to ask any of these guys that are going to come in and – replace yeah go be Devin, Devin Bush. right right we're not going to ask them to do that and even if and, and more than likely in this next game they'll probably use a combination of all three of those guys just because of their different skill sets and, and because none of them have the all the skill sets needed to be Devin Bush so he's not going to ask those guys to try to do something that they aren't or try to do more than that what they are, are capable yeah, of doing all of a sudden he's not going to be like hey Vince yeah. Williams go cover Mark Andrews like, no, one on one next week all. against the Ravens exactly <laughs> right. so so for me knowing that i'm expecting those guys around them to elevate their play to make sure that they understand that and then also he's going to talk to the offense and say look you know what's going on on defense right now y'all got to pick it up over here y'all had two games back to back plus 30 points yeah i need you to continue though i need you to continue to sustain drives i need you to continue to protect the ball not turning the ball Keep over our defense absolutely off the field. don't put them in adverse situations no question man those are the conversations that are going to yeah. be being had today and throughout the week in Pittsburgh, because that's ha- that has to be the mentality, and that's how you win championships. That's ultimately how you get to the, the 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 dance in terms of the playoffs and things like that. You have to be able to handle adversity and maneuver through these these yeah. situations, scenarios. And complaining is not going to do anything. Nope. What once again, Coach Tom is always big on don't seek comfort. This don't is seek why comfort. because we came up, we talked about comfort last week, right? Oh man, we was joking about the Bills. Oh, they had to play on a Tuesday night. It was this. It was that. It was that. Nobody cares. So when you're talking about right now, yeah, Devin Bush is down. Is it a big impact? Absolutely. Could it have a negative effect on the team? Absolutely. Do you think the Baltimore Ravens are going to take it easy? Do you think Derrick Henry is going to take it easy? Not a chance. In fact, they are applauding mm-hmm. the fact that you have these issues mm-hmm. because they know that's going to make their situation that much better. So, And from a, from a broader scope of the league, too. Like you think the Niners are shedding any tears? Like, oh, you lost Devin Bush. All oh, boo, oh. boo, boo, you, you, you know how many guys we got down right now? Exactly. <laughs> right. You think the Philadelphia Eagles are shedding exactly, any tears? Exactly, man. So, so that's the mentality with it, and that's why Coach Simon yeah. is big on not seeking comfort because comfort does not help you in terms of productivity, in terms of pushing forward, in terms of wins and losses. Comfort is going to make you feel better. It's kind of like when your mom rubs you on your back after you'd have felt the clash. You're like, oh. Oh, baby, it's okay. Well, that, you, you, you did all your right. Your mom must have been a lot nicer than mine. My mom wasn't rubbing my back after I failed classes. Just in general, though. <laughs> Just in general. M- mothers, you know what I mean? They they, they typically they, they, they want to help you. They I mean? do. Right, but, They're but, the nurturer. But is that really going to help you in terms of picking it up and getting better? No, you have to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I messed up. I'm going to do this to get better. Yeah. And ultimately, that's what has to happen right now, man. They're going to find ways to, to handle this situation, handle this adversity. But, man, it, it's, it's definitely a big blow. How does what happened in 2017 affect this? Now, it's obviously different because Shazier's injury was 
Was that week 13? Yeah, it was late in the year. It, it, we literally, week 14, it was no, no, late no. in the season. It was, it was either 12 or 13 okay. because we, had to, we still had to win one more to clinch the division. No, we had to win two more. Excuse me. We had to win in Tennessee. I mean, we had to win in Houston on Christmas, mm-hmm. and then we also had to beat Baltimore the following okay. week after okay. that, which we did both of those, and we actually, you know, we were able to win the division. And then from there, so, you know, it would have been week 14 because those were our last two. And then that would have been 15 and 16. Yeah. And no, then you know what? It was 13 was it? because we had three games left. We had Texans, uh, Ravens, and then we ended with Cleveland. Cleveland. Ended That's it right. with Cleveland. That's yep. right. And then from there, we had the bye week, and then we hosted Jacksonville. So, when you think of just the time, like the time frame of it, obviously this is a better scenario because sure, you have a sure. lot more time to adapt. Still at got the two time more weeks for us, to the trade deadline. Yeah, for us, we knew okay, we were two games from right, from winning right. the division. Like winning, t- uh, winning Houston, we were going to get a playoff spot. Winning Baltimore, we were going to clinch the division. And you were way past the trade deadline at that <laughs> right, point. So, so we the didn't only have option that luxury. was pa- practice squad or right. bringing in, you know, like so, they say, bringing right. somebody off the street. So essentially, you go with Sean, Sean Spence, Spence who had been off, here. Off the obviously, they yeah. used me a little bit in that scenario as well. But, yeah, it, it was just so tough because of how late it was in the year. You didn't have the luxury of, okay, let's try to trade with this team sure, or sure. let's see who's available right now. So that was that scenario. Whereas right now with these guys, they still have the trade deadline, so they can look at some of those options as well. Obviously, you have a lot of assets here in Pittsburgh if you needed to move stuff. We saw with Minka how we moved draft picks to get Minka. So yep. you have some flexibility with that. And you would have to assume, too, that with Kevin Colbert as aggressive as he was last year, knowing that Ben was out for the year, that you're probably going to see him try to at least be aggressive in terms of finding personnel or finding something that could help out. Yeah. Regardless of if he says, okay, I'm going to look out here, I didn't see anything, we're going to go with the guys we have, or him saying, you know what, I'm going to go out here and make a trade for one of these players. Either way, both of those are going to be available. And, and it's not a shot at Spillane. It's not no, a no, shot no. at, at uh, Ulysses Gilbert. It's not a shot at Marcus Allen. Trust me, those guys are going to get an opportunity. But it's a reason why Devin Bush was out there. Correct. It's a reason why they didn't even sub Devin Bush or Vince Williams out for any of those guys. Correct. It's not as if there was some three-man rotation like at outside linebacker or four-man rotation like you're at outside linebacker. And it's like, okay, that guy goes down. Well, this guy's already been playing. Don't worry about it. That's not the scenario. So even if they were to go looking for a new new personnel, it's not like I said a shot at those guys. They're just saying that, hey, man, we have a bigger – hold than what they're going to be capable to fill and for us to really compete and and contend the way we fancy ourselves as contenders this year we have to make sure we we bring in somebody that's comparable to that or at least in the ballpark of that so that that, that's why i can see both scenarios i can understand the mindset with both but like i said the beauty of this whole situation is it's in october right now when this happened it's not versus in december yeah yeah no 100 percent We've gotten a bunch of tweets about this, obviously, here on the show so far. Me tweets us. Shout out to me. Westman, Dr. Motes. I can't even enjoy yesterday's win because of the Bush injury. Best thing to stress eat. Best thing to I can't even say it. I'm laughing. Best thing to stress eat. Donuts, pizza, or cake? Donuts. Ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> Fourth option. Ice cream. Krispy Kreme, donuts. Yeah. Glaze, chocolate Ooh, glaze. Those would be good right sprinkles. now. Sprinkles. Those would be real good right now. Real good right now. Devin, our buddy, the human flamethrower in Denver. Big facts. Says, uh, any chance to bring back Mark Byron? Well, he's on. I thought he was on IR right now. He got I, hurt in I uh, think Denver. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he got hurt in Denver. Right. Uh, and I'm, I think it was his first game out there. He got hurt. I think he's supposed to return at some point this season. Yeah. But I also think, right, I could be wrong in this, but I don't think you can trade for somebody who's on IR. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. 
Yeah, I mean, immediately yesterday, I thought, wait, Mark Barron, wait, he's in Denver, wait, he's on I. Oh crap, you know. See, like, I thought Boston because I was like, well, you yeah. know, he's he's the guy who's he been playing his healthy. Too. But I think he's still in Washington he's right in Washington. now, if I, if I remember correctly. Correct. Hey, so I don't know, maybe there's something there. I think a guy like that, you know, that's the curveball in all this too, Motsi, is that like you got all the COVID protocol stuff. Yeah. So, like, what's it look like if you want to, quote-unquote, bring somebody off the street? What's it look like? Well, we like? saw that with Le'Veon. Right. I mean, he's they're still, still going to have to. He has to wait. It's going to yeah. be probably at least two games before you can exactly. get them up to speed. So. Oh, man. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anything happens this week in this regard. Yeah, because not only do they have maybe some of the past experience of 2017 to go off of, um, but now there's just all the, the additional protocols with player personnel as it relates to uh, to roster moves during the pandemic. Thrash, our buddy, tweets here and says, we need Motsi to suit up on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. See, you said it. You said it. You, you mentioned how they moved you around a little bit in 2017. That's chance, all it took. Baby. Not That's a chance, That's all it took. Get Motsi back out there. Not a chance, man. We're going to talk about, about it over here, though. We're going to talk about it, but not a there. chance, man. 55, swap 55, back for 55. Yeah. There we go. I'm starting the petition right Not now. Not a chance, baby. One hour in the books, another hour to go. On the other side, who better to break down all the happenings of yesterday than Professor Motes? We will go inside the classroom, into the classroom on a Monday, on a victory Monday. That's how we'll start hour number two. Keep those tweets rolling in at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? Victorious! That's good. Me too. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers Blitz on SNR. And are some breaking news that affects the Steelers here uh, this coming weekend, Arthur Motes. And shout out to uh, Don Juan tweeted it to us in Oklahoma Zone, tweeted it to us. Breaking news, Taylor Lewan torn ACL, the very talented left tackle for the Tennessee Titans. He is done for the year, as Oklahoma Zone says, when it comes to the injury department. Titans aren't going to be feeling sorry for the Steelers either. National Football League, right, Motsi? Unfortunately, a lot of times it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to have a significant injury. I think particularly in a, you know, an off-season short, uh, pandemic-shortened off-season. There we go. That's what I'm looking I for. I say, get it out, get it out. No uh, preseason games, not as much of an off-season to tune that body up, to, to, get, your, to get your body uh, up to speed and ramped up. And, uh, and we've seen a, a lot of big-time injuries uh, throughout the season. Continue to keep those tweets rolling in at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. But now, Arthur Motes, it's time for something that we haven't done in a while on a Monday. I know, man. It's been crazy between rescheduling, between mm-hmm. Steelers work, between mm-hmm. just everything. Life, they played, man. On, they played on Monday night to start the season, so we had to do this on a Wednesday. Yeah, we've had a bunch of you know, a bunch of curveballs thrown at us, if you will, but we're not hey, blanking. Such is life in 2020, man. Such is, such is life in 2020. <laughs> hey, gunfighters get shot from time to time. Uh, but I'm happy to uh, to be doing this Professor Motes Monday on a Monday, on a big-time victory Monday. 31 points over those Cleveland Brands. Them Brannies. Oh, yeah, he's getting back to Cleveland, holding that big L, them Brannies. One of the things that we like to do on Mondays to break down the uh, the who, what, when, where, and why of Sunday's result is we go into the classroom with Professor Motes. 
Get your notebooks out. It's time to go to church. All right, ladies and gentlemen, man, it's time to talk about this beautiful, beautiful performance on Sunday, man. And first off, you know, we got to start with five. So let me hear you say five. Five. Let me hear you say five. Fifth. And for everybody on the, uh, the Twitter.com, you just put up a number five and it's all good. All right. So starting out with the first one, though, man, it's all about adjustments. That's the first point, adjustments, because we talked about how last week. We saw the Steelers struggling on third down, playing a lot of off man, a lot of and run coverage, not really disrupting the timing of these uh, these wide receivers. And ultimately, the results that we saw weren't as pleasing towards us, you know, Steelers fans, in particular our fans of the defense. But what I saw on third downs from the Steelers off, I mean, from the Steelers defense, man, they did a good job of, number one, mixing up the coverages. Last week, they played exclusive man. I'm talking out of, what, the 12 snaps, 11 of them were just straight man-to-man. This week, it was a lot more diverse. You saw cover one. We saw some cover three. We saw some cover two. We saw Tampa two. Yeah, we did. <clears throat> so we saw all of those mixes, and what did that do? It confused Baker. So you think about the first interception from Mika Fitzpatrick. That was cover one, man-to-man. Mika as the low-hold defender instead of playing instead predominantly of, in the instead post. Instead playing center field. Right. And it was funny because typically the knock or the fan knock on Edmonds is he can't play in the middle of the field. I tell you what, he's been <clears> great he in has. coverage so and far this season. And for a fact, he was predominantly in the middle of the field mm-hmm. yesterday. A lot of times mm-hmm. he was middle of the field or in the deep half. And I thought that was good because it allowed Minka to take a little bit more chances. We saw him jump that first pass by, uh, by Baker. And, and honestly, Baker read it as cover two because initially they both showed two high shells. Post snap and morphs into cover one. Minka catch the pick. Great job. Touchdown. But then also, you look at, like I said, how they were able to switch the coverages up. You look at Mike Hilton's interception later in the game. Yep. That's a cover three concept. So you're seeing different things in terms of how they were going to change up the looks, which, number one, confused Baker. But number two, it allowed the DBs, when they were fresh and feeling good, to press. But then also be able to use their eyes and their technique and play off at times and not be compromised mm. based on the coverage call. So I was very impressed by those adjustments right there. So that's why that was the first tip. All right, so now the second thing. Everybody hey, say number two. Number two. Everybody say number dos. Mason Rudolph. All right, and then say duh. We saw we saw him out on the field. On yeah, Sunday. absolutely. Dig his snaps. Hey, can, can I hear duh? Duh. Yeah, duh. De trois. Yeah, it is. We're, we're gonna test you up to five too. All right. Try. <laughs> Dose. And for this one, it's a simple concept, man. Next man up. We hear it preached so often. We talk about it so often. Coach Thomas speaks on it so often. And once again, you saw it yesterday. It's not just a cool thing to say it's not something to put on a t-shirt <laughs> it's the mentality it's in the makeup of this Steelers it organization is. and we saw it again both on offense and defense number one Kevin Dotson right he got the start for David DeCastro who was out with the ab injury good to see the young guy once again performing really well obviously you know took some big strides in terms of his pass protection I was very impressed with that so when, when we're talking about him in that vein man Big-time job stepping up. But then another guy, Robert Spillane, he had to do it on the fly. Yeah. You talk about losing your quarterback of the defense right before halftime. To see Spillane come in and not just be out there, but make impact plays. We saw the big hit he had on the tight end screen. We saw the 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 the, the beautiful tackle I thought he had on Kareem Hunt where yeah. they were fighting for the yards. That was really the was only first down tackle. they had, but I thought it was a great job by him in that department. Ultimately, man, seeing him 
a guy who, let's be real about it, when the season started, when preseason started, if we would have said Robert Spillane is going to be out here getting reps on defense, people would say, man, I doubt he even makes the team. So it was really good to see him not only be out there but making impact plays. So I was very impressed by that. And like I said, man, that's just the the, the mantra. That's in the DNA. Yep. That's in the, the makeup, the framework of the Steelers organization. So great job in that department. The standard is the standard. Always, man. Now time for number three. Let me hear you say three. Twa. Let me hear you say three. Try. Let me hear you say three, baby. Trace, baby. There we go. And this is a simple one, too. I'm excited about this because he's alive and well. Y'all called for my brother Lazarus. Y'all thought he was buried and gone. Nah, baby, Mika rose up like the Undertaker on the third day, the same way the Phoenix arose from the ashes to go out here and intercept Baker Mayfield to start the game off and not just intercept him. I'm talking take it all the way to the house for a pick six, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I love to see. And thank you, Mika, for reminding everybody that you are still, in the words of Stephen A. Smith, a very bad, bad man. Rumors of Minka Fitzpatrick's demise. Greatly exaggerated. They said, oh, where is he? I mean, they were treating him like he was Where's Waldo out there. Is he still on the team? Is he alive? He still play for us? Oh, yeah, mama. He, he's still here. And he's still mean. Don't play with that, man. I told y'all about that. That's the reason why he was only targeted three times going into this game, baby. Don't play with that, man. Don't play with him. So, going to the fourth point, baby. Let me hear you say oh, quattro. No. Oh, no. Quattro. Let me hear you say four. Four. And any other language you have a number four. And let me hear it. Sounds good right there. I like it, see? Zwei? Is that German? Boy, do I look like I speak German? <laughs> do I look like I speak French? <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, this one I love because it is so real. And we've heard it. We've seen it, especially since the game has taken place. But the Browns are still little brother. They still little mm. brother. Every once in a while, anybody who has a younger Talk sibling, to Talk to we all deal with that time. I where got a that, younger sibling. You got yeah, a younger I got sibling? a younger sibling. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Where, where, where you go through it and it's like, all right, they, they've been okay with their role of being the younger sibling, right? They've been cool with being the little brother or the little sister. But every once in a while, they start to feel themselves. Every once in a while, them amongst their peers, they start to get a little big and, and, and they get hyped up a little bit. Oh, man, Browns 4-1. This could be their year, man. I think that, you know, they can go in here and beat Pittsburgh. I think somebody predicted that too, but we're going to get to him on another day. <sighs> but as we're sitting here, and we're hearing all this hoopla about the Browns, and this is going to be the time where they're able to, to knock off Big Ben, right? To, 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 to dethrone the Steelers, the Heisman Trophy winner against some kid from Ohio. Ha! Ha! Big Ben still continues his reign of just being supreme over the Browns. I mean, you talk about a guy that's, what, 18-2-1 against this team, and yesterday, even though his numbers weren't gaudy, you talk about being effective and efficient. Ben was that. Now, I did thought that he had a couple of bad throws early on, but you talk about him heating up and ultimately, I mean, the throw on the left side, James Washington, beautiful. The throws that he was making all around the field, beautiful. Once he got going, it was no stopping, and I was very impressed also with just the overall play calling as well, man. Obviously, with Ben being the franchise quarterback, he has the luxury of changing calls, runs, and passes, but I love the commitment that he and that team had in the second half to running the ball. I thought that was very impressive right there. And like I said, man, the Browns, they're just still a little brother. It's it's not a knock on them. We're not saying that they're bad. I mean, they're sitting at 4-2 and two right now. They're still a good team. But it's just levels to this thing. 
we talked about how you could rank our top five NFL teams, and it's a difference between the top five in that 10 to 15 or 15 to 20 range. It just is what it is, baby. Go go back to Cleveland, continue to be little brothers. Just root for big bro while we do our thing. You know, Michigan's a good football program. Yeah. But they, they, but they ain't Ohio State. Not at all, baby. Not at all. That's why we call them the team up north, baby. Is no, that simple? You know, the Washington Generals, they can play basketball. Yeah. But they ain't the Harlem Globetrotters. Nah, they not. They're not. Close but no cigar. You know how that thing goes. But now it's time for the fifth. The final point. Can I hear you say five? Fifth. Can I hear you say five? Fumph. Can I hear you say five? Quattro. That's all I got. Please don't ask that again. That does not sound like five, but all right. Cinco, sorry. I was like, sorry, wait sorry, a sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry. W, baby. Sorry, sorry. But this sorry. is something we alluded to earlier, man. And, and, and once again, we have to go a little bit more in depth right here. But teamwork makes the dream work. We talked about how all three units were working in concert together on Sunday. How when the Steelers offense was out there and they had the Browns defense out there for a long time. The Steelers defense were able to force a three and out, get that team right back out there. We talked about how when the Steelers were on defense, they were able to create some turnovers, create some adversity in terms of fourth down stops, in terms of picks and things like that, creating short fills for the Steelers on offense. Mm-hmm. What did they do? They came in and punched it in, got points. Mm-hmm. Didn't settle for didn't settle for field goals, didn't settle for punts. They made sure that they were getting seven. I thought that was very impressive. And then from a special team standpoint, we didn't get the touchdown return. Shout out to Ray Ray McCall, though. He did show some flash again. <laughs> he did. He did. But more importantly, man, they did not allow themselves to, to be self-destructive in terms of having holding penalties, blocks in the backs, because we talked about on special teams. The reason why those penalties kill you is because the return can be wherever it is, however yeah. many yardage it is. But these fouls are spot fouls. So wherever the block happened at, that's where they're going to mark the yardage from. So even though you could have had a 50-yard return, they're not taking it from the end of the run. No, they're going to where the spot was. And that's why typically when you have a penalty on special teams, the the percentages of you having any type of sustained success on that next drop from an offensive standpoint are slim to none. It's like a double whammy. Absolutely. spot foul. Absolutely. So that's why I thought it was very impressive from a special team standpoint that they were very clean in that regard. And just overall, like I said, a great effort as a team. When you talk about a team win, that's what yesterday was. And trust me, being a part of team wins, it's an awesome feeling because you know that, man, when we play like this, we're going to be very, very tough to beat. Amen to that. I mean, without a doubt there, Professor Motes. And that was a that was a team victory from top to bottom. I did have a question, man. Where's that little nerdy kid that, that comes in here every once in a while on Monday? I, I haven't seen him today. Is he in class? It, 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 Uh-oh. Uh, 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 oh, uh, oh. Unmute your mic on the Zoom. He might be. I think. I think he's zooming in right now, man. Un, un, unmute his mic. Where, where's Where's that little guy? For at, a man? second there, I thought you were going to take a shot at Backo until you said Nerdy Kid. No, 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 I thought you were about to ask where's that Backo in class. You know, with nah, his predictions nah, nah. again, because we've gotten you know a couple people have tweeted in here oh, like. I know. Uh, I think it was, was it Keith? Yeah, Keith tweeted in here a few minutes ago. Uh, can we have Backo picking against the Steelers every single week? I'm Superstition you, aside, seriously, though? Hey, hey, I, I'm not opposed to it, baby. Listen, we'll save the Backo slander for Thursday, all right? Yeah, that's why I said we're going to get to him later in the week. That's why I said <laughs> we're not going to allow him to, to come on our victory Monday. No. We have a full party going on right now, man. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. And speaking of the party, Professor, I mean, we got to get out of here to class so we can all make it to the party tonight. You're but right. I mean, you're, you're absolutely it's right, five man. five bucks a cup if you want to join us. Oh. Well, you know what? I'll pay for 10 so that way I can get two and we'll make it a party, all right? 
But, man, I'm excited about this thing, man. So, once again, man, I thought it was a phenomenal job by the Steelers in all three phases. Yeah. Great job to the guys that stepped up. Big time kudos to Robert Spillane as well and Kevin Dotson, man. Like you first touched on um, when we kind of reset in the second segment, a lot of the things that we talked about throughout last week, right? A lot of the adjustments, some of the concerns, like things that we wanted to see the Steelers, hey, you're 4-0, right? But we would still like to see maybe X, Y, and Z get, get a little bit better. I thought you you said that well at the start, where a lot of those concerns that we had, talking about possessions on third down, talking about more lockdown, more splash from the secondary, check and checkmate. That was encouraging to see. And speaking of seeing, well, Professor, we'll see you on Friday, I guess, right? Sounds like a plan to me. Now get up out of here. All right, everybody, get out of class. We'll see you tonight. Remember, $5 for the party. All right, party starts at 9 o'clock. See you then. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52. The body. On the other side here, a little Monday minute, a whole bunch of happenings yesterday across the National Football League. We will talk about it. The stinking Eagles, Motsi. I mean, they almost did it. They almost helped the Steelers out. They had to mess with us. Oh, yeah, this little two-point conversion. We'll take the take the Ravens to overtime. And then what was that play call? What was that play call? That was the Eagles' season to this point in but between, between, exactly between that, that call, between Romeo Cannell saying, you know, we're going to go for two right here. Like, it's, it's all wacky right now, man. Yeah, we had the Packers and Aaron Rodgers looked like they were about to roll until they forgot how to play football. Yeah, then, then they turned into Cleveland. Aaron they- Rodgers <laughs> turned into Baker. I was like, yo, they said 156 I did not attempts. not know what was going on. 156 attempts without an interception. He throws a pick six and then another pick back to back. I can't make this up. All those things that I said for like four hours at one o'clock on Sunday about how like it, it just felt normal again. Yeah. When I turned on the, the Packers felt everything game, but normal right I was there, like, man. all right, well, now this is 2020 once again. Yeah. We'll and we talk- had vintage Gronk come back. Like, it's weird. We're going to get into that. It was we, nuts. We'll talk. Uh, we'll look around the National Football League on the other side. Keep those tweets rolling in. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. This is Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler rocking and rolling. It's the Steelers Blitz on a victory Monday. Keep those tweets rolling in here. We will answer them in the final segment before we get out of here at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. But Arthur Motes, one of the uh, new things that we've rolled out on the show this year, it's a real simple thing. It's called the Monday Minute. It's one thought about each team who played on Sunday, right? So, well, there wasn't any Thursday night football this week anyways. But normally, right, now we don't talk about Thursday. We don't talk about the Monday night games. It's just one thought about each team who played on Sunday. They can be serious. They can be goofy. They could be good. They can be bad. Let's hit it. The Denver Broncos. Ah, two weeks ago on this show, I said that the Broncos might be the worst team in the NFL. They've since won two in a row. Once again, Arthur Motes, I am correct in my analysis. The New England Patriots, a two and four start for New England. It's their worst start in two decades. Yeah, that's a shame. You hate to see it. The Chicago Bears, real simple. But are the Bears for real? The Carolina Panthers. Man, I think Matt Rule can coach. But he's got some work to do with that roster. The Cincinnati Bengals, 
Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in Ohio. I'm confident in saying that. So you've got that going for you, which is nice. The Indianapolis Colts, six games played, and I still can't tell if the Colts are any good. I know they aren't bad, but are they good? The Baltimore Ravens, they're still pretty good. The Philadelphia Eagles, you almost did it for Pittsburgh. You teases. Thanks for nothing, jagoffs. Cleveland, this is for you. Oh, wait, sorry. This is for Miles. Pittsburgh Steelers. Mason Rudolph got in the game. Mason Rudolph in the in the huddle for the victory formation. I can't tell you how much I love Mike Doblin. The Washington football team. You guys think Trevor Lawrence looks good in Burgundy? The New York Giants. Congratulations, you're not the worst team in New, Jer- New York. The Atlanta Falcons. Guys, do the right thing and trade Julio Jones to a contender. Please, for the love of God, uh, just not the Bengals or the Chiefs. Sorry, the Bengals. Not the Ravens or the Chiefs or the Bills, or really any team in the AFC. Just trade him to a contender in the NFC. Do the right thing. The Minnesota Vikings. Kurt Coupons is back, baby. The Houston Texans. If it makes you feel any better, I do think you're the best 1-5 team I've ever seen. The Tennessee Titans. If you felt the ground shake yesterday around 3.32 Eastern Standard Time, have no fear it wasn't an earthquake. It was just a beast quake. Derrick Henry, 94 yards for the touchdown run. The Detroit Lions. Not even Matt Patricia could blow the lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars? No. Trevor Lawrence would not look good in those uniforms because nobody looks good in those nasty uniforms. The New York Jets? That's still pretty bad. The Miami Dolphins? Brian Flores can coach, folks. Give me Tua for a full game at some point in the near future. I'm ready for that, Arthur Votes. The Green Bay Packers? Real simple. Aaron? What the hell, man? I mean, what was that? What's going on? You can't pump three times. Everybody knows the rules. The football gods had to smite you. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I tell you what. Meet the new Bash brothers, Levante, David, and Devin White. Those two are fun to watch. The penultimate team here, the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, no longer the boy genius. The San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, now the boy genius. Title will be contested again on November 29th. Check back then. That is my Monday Minute. For week six, Arthur Motes, you ready? Let me reset the music. Here, All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm ready. I'm warmed up. I'm now good. here's Arthur Motes' Monday Minute for week six. All right, Denver Broncos, Drew Locke. I, hey, man, sometimes it's better to be lucky than it is to be good. <laughs> and, yeah, yesterday, I'm going to say, y'all got a little bit lucky because you were turning that rock over, baby. That was not good. New England Patriots, when are y'all going to stop playing with Cam, man? When you put the ball in Cam's hand and let Cam do what Cam does, y'all are really good. When y'all try to outsmart yourselves, y'all are not really good, all right? It's that simple. Chicago Bears, how, Sway? How? How are y'all five? Like, like bro. Your record right now, it just does not make not even a lick of sense. Nope, but it's it pretty does. good on paper. But it's good. The people love it. <laughs> Get some going. <laughs> Carolina Panthers, I mean, y'all aren't bad. Y'all are just, you're bland. You need a little seasoning. So, yeah, get some seasoning. But, yeah, at least you're not terrible. So, it's good. Cincinnati Bengals, I believe in Joe Burrow. But your team still sucks. <laughs> okay? It's that simple. Indianapolis Colts. Somehow, someway, I don't know how y'all do this. Early in the game, I thought, oh, yeah, man, y'all suck. 
later in the game? Oh, man, okay, y'all are good. So, with that being said, I'm still confused on y'all, okay? So, just keep confusing me until y'all can figure that thing out in Indy. Baltimore, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, joke's on us. We thought Philly was going to do it. They didn't. Congratulations. See you soon. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. That's why nobody likes cheesesteaks. Because y'all can't do anything right. Come on, man. Y'all had one job. One job. Two-point conversion. And that's the play you call? Really? Really? That's the play you call? Wait, explain to me what the play was. What exactly was that? I mean, Carson Wentz did all that work. And then you want to take the ball out of his hand. For Boston like, like, Scott? Like, what, what are we? Like, seriously. What are we doing? And Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders, you in timeout. That's all I'm going to say. You're in timeout. Don't talk to me. That's why I don't like Penn State. Because of that type of stuff right there. But I ain't even going to dwell on that negativity because this next team, the Cleveland Browns, it's rough. I mean, literally, they were one failed third down attempt from having a Baker's dozen. I would have loved it because then I could have done all my <laughs> Baker and Baker jokes and things like that. But it's all good, man. It's all good. Cleveland. Hey, Miles Garrett, I hope you're proud of yourself, baby. Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, shout out to Mason Rudolph getting some time in there, man. Big time ball. I love to see it. And Mike Tomlin, thank you again for just reminding those Cleveland Browns where they are in terms of AFC North hierarchy. We still got the throne. Yes, we do. Washington football team. Hey. Yeah, y'all still bad. Huh. New York Giants. All right. Okay. You know, it's not bad, bad. It's just like bad it could be worse though you could have adam Gase as your coach so take that with a grain of salt you know what i mean like it's always a little bit better for you okay atlanta falcons i know y'all been you know making some movement around there between firing people and all these other other moves look just go ahead and do the full clean house you talked about julio matt ryan get, 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 let, let the guys go somewhere where they got a chance okay and Deion Jones, if y'all don't want him, y'all can just send him to Pittsburgh for like a six, seven round pick. We'll call it out even. All right. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. Or in the words of Lizzo. Minnesota Vikings. There we go. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. I don't like that. I don't at all. So that's Kirk for you. Houston, Texas, man. Shout out to y'all. Look at y'all. Look, 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 look at what y'all did, man. Y'all get a participation trophy. Y'all took the undefeated. AFC Championship game appearance. Tennessee Titans to overtime. Man, God, look at look at what you. Who would have thought? Platform. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And you're still one and five. But you get a ribbon for that though, man. So good job participating in said game. Tennessee Titans. Listen, Derrick Henry, man. I don't know what they feed you down there, but what you're doing, that's not normal. I saw you go 94 yards and outrun a DB, multiple DBs. Then I saw you mushing people for the second week in a row. Listen, man, that is not okay. Whatever you did these previous games, don't do that this week right here. I want you to change your whole routine up because I don't want to see any of that because that was crazy. Why don't you just take the week off, actually? Exactly. Yeah, man. Just, how about a bye week for you? How about a bye week? Bye week. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. I mean, y'all accustomed to having, you know, janky bye weeks anyway. Right. Might as well have another one. You guys like to break the rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't difference, you know? And then you can do the whole, it was me against the world thing. It's cool. Detroit Lions. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to y'all. I thought it was going to happen. I definitely thought it was going to happen. But the pencil fraud found him. <laughs> he did, so we're going to let him slide this week. Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, listen, man. I know y'all are in high competition right now between you, between the Giants, between the Jets. I mean, probably Cleveland think about it too. Y'all all want Trevor. I know. 
But listen, man, y'all got to do a lot better than that, okay? Y'all got to keep sucking, keep losing, so that way y'all can get this thing, man, because y'all might be all right with a quarterback. Trevor Lawrence be. doesn't want to go north. I mean, he wants you, to stay you, you south. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it could be He's perfect a southern for boy. you, man. Clemson to Jackson. Well, it's not that far. It's not that it's far. Not that it's far. a few-hour drive. A couple hours. Tops. Yeah. Tops. Everyone can come see you. New York Jets. When you walk around acting like you play in New York, but you're really a New Jersey team, this is what it looks like. There's only one New York team. It's that simple. The Buffalo Bills. It is that simple. They play tonight at 5 o'clock, by the way. Exactly. So, in fact, y'all should tune in and watch that. So, until these Jets decide to really tell people where they're from and where they play at, this is going to happen. And as long as you still got Adam Gates. So, they kind (laughs) of go hand-in-hand. Miami Dolphins, man. Shout-out to my guy, Ryan Fitz. Magic, man, once again, getting magical. Shout-out to Tua Tagovailoa. First first left-handed quarterback to complete a pass since week, what, 17 of 2008. 18 or something Really? Like is that. that true? Yes, they just flashed it on the screen. Wow. That's the reason why I knew it. Yes. So shout out to Tua for that. That's Nick Saban, his old college coach. Exactly. On the it, TV it was right like, now. it literally said the first left handed quarterback to complete a pass since week, it was week 17 of 2018 season. Now, it's a good thing yes. they said left handed quarterback. Yes. Because Jarvis Landry is left handed. Correct, but he's he not a quarterback. Time, but he's not a quarterback. Right. Absolutely. The devil is in the details. Absolutely. So I was like, all right, cool. Impressive on their part, man. <sighs> and then the Green Bay Packers. Just when we were up here talking about y'all, singing your praises. Just when I'm over here talking about Zadarius Smith. Just when I was over here liking and retweeting every single one hump, two hump video from Aaron Rodgers. Y'all had to go on and let Brady get hot. I started having PTSD pop up when I saw Gronk catching touchdowns. It reminded me of when we played him. I was like, oh, Lord, not him, not him. I go into the corner. Wife was like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. I'm like, no, it's him again. He's back. <sighs> Thanks a lot. Thanks for nothing, Green Bay, because that's what we got to deal with now with Tampa. And Tampa, man, it was good to see Vintage Brock, man. I, I love to see a little flash, little jump ball catches. That spike was a little weak, though. You're going to have to work on He's that, He's working baby. on it. He's working it's on it. It's a work in progress, so I, I give you that. L.A. Rams. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> and San Francisco 49ers. Y'all thought I was down on them, man. I told you I predicted the win against the Jets. I left it alone against the Eagles. But, man, oh, man. That's a good football <laughs> team. Are y'all seeing it now? Are y'all believing now? Injuries and all. They find a way, man. They find a way. Are the moats? That's the Monday Minute, week six edition. That only means one thing. One thing left to do before we get out of here. That is wrap with your reaction on the Twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. We'll hit the tweets on the other side before we get out of here on this Victory Monday. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Wrapping with your reaction as we always do here to the Twitter.com we go, Arthur Motes. Now, see, Don Juan's asking the important questions here. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You think next week game's game between the Titans and the Steelers gets flexed? Oh, Lord, I didn't even think about that possibility. Are but they man, able to flex right now? I think so. I was say, I don't remember, like, how, what's the, like, threshold for, like, the weeks and stuff? There's certain – you're right. There's certain games that are not allowed to be flexed. Right. But I think this one – I'm looking around in here. Do we have those – where are those magnet schedules? Uh, you got one? Right here. 
Does it have, and now I know it was moved week-wise, but... Uh, so, okay, so originally, the game against the Titans was not eligible to be flexed, but the game that was supposed to be this Sunday would have been the Ravens, right? Okay. That game was eligible to be flexed. Hmm. So does that mean that this week remains eligible for the flex since the Steelers, you know what I mean? Like, the opponent's different, but it's the same week? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's above my pay grade either way. Uh, it's above my pay grade, but Don Juan, I hope it stays one o'clock because as we've oh, talked about, I say don't, don't, yeah, don't, 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 don't give it a flex. Me, me, and my fellow olds just love the one o'clock kickoff. Love the well, one o'clock. You know o'clock how kickoff. awesome yesterday was. It's the best. It's the. <laughs> I was home at four thirty-five o'clock. It was, it was great. Beautiful. It was I loved great. It. TC asks, "What do the Titans do now? I'm sure their plan was to double, triple team Watt like everybody else and leave Luan on Bud Dupree, but what now?" <laughs> That's the question for them to figure out this week, ain't it? Whew. That's, I mean, the same way we'll be talking yeah. about Devin Bush in the absence there. That's a big, that, I mean, they are now, the Titans, their two starting tackles from last are year gone, yeah. are now gone. They lost Conklin to free agency and, and Lawan to injury. I, I will say this, though, in terms of teams that could have probably afford to lose a premier pass blocker, it is the Titans because when you talk about just their style of offense, think about the Browns, but a more efficient, uh, a more polished version of it. They are a thousand percent run first. They are heavy run the ball, and they're not dropping back. They're play action passing. So when you talk about not necessarily having the stud tackles like you typically would, they kind of get away with it because you have a feature runner in Derrick Henry who's going to really force you to play a lot of people in the box, but more so because when you're running the ball and then play action off of it, it kind of can make up for the hmm. lack of talent along the offensive sure, line because sure. of the running game, setting it up and things like that, make you have to play a lot more honest. So I think they, they probably are the most equipped for it. And kind of like how us in Pittsburgh, in terms of losing a person on defense, we're probably most equipped for that because of how much talent we sure. have around it. Sure. So similar in, in those situations, but it's going to be interesting to see just ultimately, like you said, how they can – can can handle that situation. Yeah. Short term and long term. Boss Fox tweets Victory Monday. I love that name, by the way. Getting stuff me too. Boss Fox. That's a good gamer tag name. Yeah. And you listen to the rest of this tweet. Uh Victory Monday getting stuff done around the house on my day off. Listening to Tunch and Wolf on the Peloton. Now listening to uh the Steelers Blitz and playing Madden. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, that's, that's a off, nice setup right uh, there. That's an off day right there. You get to work out in, in the morning, you get the Wealth video. Wealth is games. health, baby. Wealth is health. Wealth is health. You ain't lying, Arthur Motes. Uh and then a couple tweets here about, you know, some potential names that people are interested in. King Dussie tweets about LJ Fort. He's still with the Ravens. Yeah, and they, uh, they signed an extension. Yeah, they signed him an extension prior to the season starting. I think I think it was either a one or two year deal, but LJ they love him out there. I mean, he, he's featured a lot yeah. in terms of their packages and stuff like that. So I don't anticipate them giving up, and especially you talk about in the division when they know they're going to have to see Baltimore. I mean, they're going to have to see Pittsburgh twice, potentially three times this year. I, I just don't yeah. see that happening, nah. man. Nah. Randy mentions uh, your boy Dirty Red Tyler Matakevich. Yeah, um, he got paid he, nice to go to Buffalo. Buffalo, man. that's right. Buffalo yeah. paid him, and that's um, another one. It, they paid him three for nine. But then even with that, if you're Buffalo, do you, you really want to trade, trade him to the Steelers? Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing because it's, it's not as if this is some 
bad team or some team that you're not going to see. Absolutely. You're going to see the other way around. If you're the Bills, you're going to potentially see the Steelers twice. You're going to see them once in the regular season. If, they could see them again in the playoffs. If the Bills were knocking on the Steelers' door and saying, hey, you're really deep at corner. I mean, you, Can we get a corner? You got Hayden. Yeah. Hayden. You got Nelson. You got Hilton. You got Sutton. Can we get Justin you Lane? You got Justin Lane. Can, Can we, we get, get a corner? Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> I'm not trading to anybody that's a, a, a contender in no. the AFC. The like, Bills, no chance. Not. The Ravens, no chance. Not the Chiefs, a, no, no chance. chance. The Titans, no, no chance. chance. I'm not yeah. dancing with those teams. Not at all. Like, it's just certain teams, especially right now, if in the offseason, you can call me. But during the season, I'm no, not going to no give up an asset that can make you get you over the hump. You like, see the nah. Penguins and the Capitals do business together in like, the middle of the season? Now. Like, it doesn't happen. Not at it, all, it, baby. Yeah, you don't, you, don't, you don't swap. You don't do fellow contenders, at least from the same conference. Yeah. And particularly from the same division. And as especially when both teams are still content. It's yeah. not like one of these teams right. have dropped if off. one like, of these teams was one and right. five. Right, so, like, for example, last year when Ben went down and we knew the Dolphins were in that whole tanking phase, you can make that trade a lot easier. If the Dolphins were sitting at four and one, the Steelers were at three and two. Like they're not making that trade. They're not giving up Minka in that regard. Nope. So that's that whole scenario right there, man. Last one here. Ays asks about Deron Lee. Oh, uh, Darren, Darren Lee. Darren, uh, yeah, yeah, I never know if it's Deron or Darren. Yeah, yeah, Darren out of you know Ohio State playing. At, he's still in yep. with the Jets right now. Well, is he? I thought didn't no, he get no, cut? no. He's he he did get released. Yeah, yeah. He, so he's sitting right yeah. now because he's the one. So when I was yeah. looking yesterday at some of the, you know, I'm using the the football term, the mm-hmm. signing a guy off the street, right? He's he's the most attractive name I think that's still out there of the guys that are not mm-hmm. on a roster. He is a free agent, as AYS points right. out here. Well, and the thing is, this um, we just have to understand from a context standpoint. A guy like Darren, I mean, he's really good, really athletic. They compared him to Shazier at times when he came out. Mm-hmm. Never really lived up to that potential, mm-hmm. though. Just turned it, 26. Yeah. Like I said, yesterday, still I mean, he, yesterday was yeah. his 26th birthday. He's young. I think he's only been in the league yep. four years tops. Yep. Like, still young. But like I said, the problem is he never really lived up to the expectations that were on him. And obviously, playing in New York, if you're not living up, that doesn't help out either. Right. But I guess for me, man, I'm just. I just think we have to make sure our expectation. If we do make a move like that, your expectations have to be in order. Because, like I said, it's a reason why he's still available. Well, and he here was we are for the first four games of the right, season. Right. I think wasn't he? I, uh, I want to say he was, but that's my thing. It was like even with that, we've still seen players be signed that were under suspension or under an investigation. We've seen in Dallas with, with the different guys who weren't even re- reinstated at the time. We saw obviously with Josh Gordon out in Seattle. So that's my only thing. It's like. All right, if he's still available right now, mm. it's probably for a reason. So even if he can come in and help, just understand, like, it's not going to be, oh, he's coming in, he's Devin Bush. Good tweet here from Jeff. Jeff says, uh, most attractive free agents, IMO, in my opinion. Wesley Woodyard. Yeah, I like Wes. Interesting name. Is he, he's still available, right? Because these, these are all free yeah, agents. He was in Tennessee for a while. Uh, according to Jeff here, these are all free agents. Wesley Woodyard, Alec Ogletree, mm-hmm. Manti Teo. Mm-hmm. Vontez Perfect, oh no. <laughs> I did see the perfect name going on. And out he there. goes, and your boy Nigel Bradham, technically, because yeah. right now he's on the Broncos practice squad, so he yeah. could be had. This is true. Uh, give me Nigel Bradham right now. The only problem, though, is again, man, you'd love like if a Mark Bear, you know, again, like we talked about, a guy from that's a already familiar yeah. with this. All those guys, obviously, you'd be starting from scratch from. But there are some guys with pedigree in there, yeah. certainly. Well, and the thing, too, that we all going to have to remember is this with some of those guys, they are great players with, or really good players, but 
do they check every box in terms of run support hmm. and coverage? I feel like with some of the guys we named, they do either or, so you're still going to kind of be forced to use multiple personnel groupings. Right. That's the only thing. So that's why for me it's like if we're going to go that route, it, I would love to find somebody who can do it all, a poor man's version of Devin Bush versus just bringing in a new guy who's more talented, but you're still going to have to use two right. or three players. That That's my only concern with that, man. I'm with you, too, because I think we saw some of that in 2018 then, right? Correct, Where yes. whoever the personnel was out on the field, you were really kind of tipping your hand yeah, to I what mean, you were doing. Yeah, I mean, we saw the, the the Chargers, they did a great job being able to highlight yes. that when they started seeing the personnel groupings of, right? okay, if, if LJ is out here, they're thinking this. Oh, we'll attack it that way. If Vince is out here, they're thinking this. Okay, let's attack it this way. And whatever we do, we're going to feature a wide receiver at three, a la Chase Claypool, what he did last week against the Eagles, mm-hmm. eating up the interior linebackers. Yeah, that and that's kind of how you can get caught in those scenarios. So it's going to be interesting, man, but I'm just glad we're not the people making those decisions. Without that's why we, we don't get paid like they do either. So, yeah, that, that's on y'all. Y'all go figure it out, baby. That's above our pay grade. Although, I mean, I could probably be convinced, you know, mm. to come on board. I don't know how long I'd last, but, I mean, I, couple, can't, I can't be convinced. I, I get a couple nice stress. paychecks out of it. I don't need that <laughs> I don't stress. Need that it's never a stressful time when we're on the microphone together. We'll keep it that way. How about that? That sounds good. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. We'll talk to you guys about 46 hours from now because, remember, no show on Tuesdays. That's Mike Tomlin's time on Tuesdays. And we don't cut into his time. We do not. So we'll be back at uh, high noon on Wednesday. That's the time, and you know where to find us, as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.